0: Welcome to The Sharing Project Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen. Join me as I share kindred conversations with inspirational people in my life. We will discuss the meaning of life, our soul's purpose, making big decisions, and much, much more. Thanks for being here. Hey, everybody. Welcome in or welcome back. Thanks for being here. You know, um, when I started up this podcast, it was really with the intention of sharing with you the listener these conversations that I was having with people and and specifically people that inspire me and that are kindred spirits of mine so people you know with whom I feel like a deep connection um And, you know, in so many of my relationships, I I feel really lucky in a way, you know, it's like, yeah, I've cultivated those relationships, but I also have been really blessed to have the opportunity to meet amazing people. And, um, our guest today is, is of course one of them, um, I'm so happy to just get to share her with you because she's been a really special part of my life. This is my friend, Marcella. And Marcy and I met working together in a Catholic school and where we just kind of fell in love with each other instantly. And um, we were fast friends and, you know – Little did we know what we discovered it actually recording this episode together that we share much more in common even than we realized. And we already felt like we shared a ton in common as far as our passion for God and passion for, you know, the church and helping people to um, celebrate and understand themselves as children of God. So that's kind of where we come together. And we'll talk in this episode more about, our roots in ministry and and what ministry means but Marcella has a lot to say about how she kind of caught the fever early on in her life as an as an adolescent. I loved hearing her share about her journey. It really helped me reflect on mine and you know, if you're not a person who is a religious person or is, you know, consider yourself spiritual and you haven't really been involved in church or, or you have and you don't really like it, listen anyway because I think that what we share in this episode has applicability to everyone and I just encourage you to think about something that you feel really passionate about, something for which you've really like, you know, caught a spark, what that felt like and what that was like to fall in love with something and, or someone, and to really feel like you're, you know, you're in the right place and on the right track. So we have a lot to share about that and our mutual, um, our mutual love and passion. You know, it was good for me to, to sit and talk with Marcella and to think about these things because, and you'll hear in the next episode that we do together, part two, that, For each of us, things have turned sour and and have shifted a lot from these kind of um, pure roots. And so it was nice to sit and remember and to sit and remember, wow, yeah, I used to be really on fire about that. What was that about? What was that like? Where was that place in my heart that felt so um, passionate? It was so nice to sit and connect. And, you know, we physically sat together in my living room on opposite couches. I loved the format. I love that we sat. We actually had dinner first, and then we sat and talked and press record and and just went with it, and um, that's really what I want this podcast to be about. So I'm looking forward to having more and more guests, but really happy to present Marcella to you today. She is a wife. She is a mother. She is a teacher. She is a minister. Um, Marcella is somebody who loves big. She's very committed to her family. She's a very dedicated person. Um, granddaughter um i mean all around person in her family but you know she's just someone who is making a really big difference in the world and also in the life of her family so make sure you also check out the next episode which is part two and i would say it's even better than this one because this is where we really are going to get into like um the challenges that we're facing and um but let's set the stage with this first um, this first episode. So enjoy my conversation with Marcella, and I'll see you on the other side. So here we are, and I'm here with my friend Marcella, who's come to my house. We're sitting four feet away from each other. See, you. <laughs> Should I talk to you, the virtual you or the real you? We can turn back and forth. Yeah, we can kind of go with the flow. <laughs> Hopefully, we're both being picked up by the microphone. <laughs> we had some te- technical difficulties. Here's my chin. <laughs> Here's Look. Here's my double chin. Our chins. So, we are here on a Monday night. We've had some dinner. We've had some girl talk. It's funny. When I think girl talk, I think, like, we're gossiping, but we're not at all. We, like, talk deep about everything. Yes. yes. Nothing gossipy or frivolous. Mm-hmm. All good stuff. All the good <laughs> Dive in deep, straight into the deep end. We like to deep dive. <laughs> <Just> imme- <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Go down. <laughs> that's, that's accurate. <laughs> We've been like that since the beginning, right? I, literally, I think since day one. Okay. Let's talk first about how we met <gasps> since we're on the topic oh and then, gosh. and then, um, you can tell more about who you are. Yes. Okay. So you're, you set up, you set up our meeting from your perspective. Yes. I remember. Oh wow, my gosh. It was 2006. The year was 2006.
1: The year was 2006. <laughs> and I was hired,
0: you know, at the school you were already at. Yeah. it's the school. We're not naming, we're not uh, naming we're not naming. Tonight. Tonight. Yeah. Yeah. No, no need to name. No. Um, if you know,
1: you know. <laughs> yes. Our people will know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I remember our good friend. Mm -hmm. Mutual friend. Yes. Two mutual friends actually connected us. Oh. There was two. Who else? It was, it was Ray. Ray and and Teresa. Remember like Ray told me. I knew Ray before coming there and he was leaving. Oh. So yeah. So I remember him thinking like, oh, you'll love her. Like I I remember him. Yeah. I remember him mentioning you. Okay. And then um, Teresa was our other person. Yeah. Because I, I don't know how the conversation came up with her and I. At you must have told campus. her. Like, okay. oh, yeah, I'm going to go work. At the school. And she's like, oh, my friend Kristen works yes. there. So like, you should get in touch. And I was trying to find a place to live and mm-hmm. trying to kind of figure out. And I think I must have. I think I emailed you. Like, hey, do you know anywhere? You might have. I might have. I will check my email. You would have it from them. Yes, one. because I have the same email from- i met. 2006 my email is Dude. from 1999 my email address and i don't think i've deleted emails <laughs> so i still have that email
0: address um, You to- well you didn't ch- change your name when you got married nope so you didn't have any need to change your address no. with a new name see i have a new a different last name yeah so i changed my email no so i still have my kristen firestone at yahoo oh. kristen.firestone at yahoo.com Mine is so lame. Mine is pinkmarcy99 at
1: hotmail.com. hotmail.com. Oh, i got hotmail. And I'm not getting rid of it ever. Dude, I wouldn't. Gonna... <laughs> it's like a, it's vintage. It pink Marcy. At this list. point, it's vintage. Ladies, like from Greece? I used to love pink. Oh, okay. I loved pink at
0: some point. Whenever I saw it. your email address, I thought of the pink ladies from Greece. Well, well, like that's those pretty little accurate, like, too. Right? Like the initial on the... Frenchy, The monogram. Yes. Like <laughs> so yeah I I feel like I emailed you or like I got an email from Teresa yeah Teresa, my friend from Boston College is coming you guys are totally gonna hit it off and I'm like okay this is gonna be great and then we met at the brother's house (laughs) at the new faculty retreat that I was helping to run and I remember we were on the couch in that little corner of the living Mm -hmm. room Mm -hmm. and it was like are you Marcella yeah (gasps) Kristen. Oh my gosh. It was like being, it was like a long lost friend. It was
1: like, like if maybe we were childhood friends and we hadn't seen each other and then we're like, is that you? Like it was
0: this, it was familiar to me. I honestly don't think I feel any differently about you today than yeah. I did that. It was like instant. <laughs> yeah. Like we knew, we knew like, <sighs> we were,
1: we knew we were going to be friends. Like there wasn't a ever a, should we hang out? Do we want to hang out? Like we just, like, I don't even know how we went from Meeting and then like,
0: hanging out, going to Chili's for lunch. I was just gonna say, like El Torito happy hour yes. with the crew. Yep. Or like, yeah, Chili's for lunch, or any of the escapes yep. we would make from work. Our frozen yogurt, you know, naked yogurt. Spa.
1: Oh my god, that was the
0: best yogurt yes. ever anywhere. That
1: was before they added any craziness to it. You know, now yeah. there's all kinds of sugar options. But remember, it was like. Fresh kiwi, fresh yeah. strawberry, with like the, whatever that like
0: sour original flavor. Tart. Tart. I talk I about that frozen yogurt all the time. Take our long lunches. <laughs> long live the frozen yogurt. So bad. Yeah. We just went from meeting and hanging out.
1: We, we did. Didn't count.
0: It was easy. It was, it was nice. easy. We've had an easy, I would say, we've had an easy friendship. Yeah. Does that mean that, I heard recently I heard someone say something like, if my relationship with you hasn't had any conflict, we mm-hmm. must not be very close. And I thought, huh, I don't know if that's true for me and my friends. Yeah, Maybe I'm just lucky. I don't think I'm avoiding. I don't think there's ever between you and I anything that like I've withheld mm-hmm. or like, you know, some friendships exist yeah. because you don't tell each other the truth. Yeah. I don't feel like I have no. that. With you. you might feel, have that with me. I feel like I it would be more likely you'd have no, that with me. No, I feel me. like
1: it's the op- it, it's like we're the I feel like we're the opposite of that. I feel like we know there's no judgment, so then we are able to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, just think about what we talked about just a few minutes ago at the table. <laughs> don't, and, don't get me started.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna blush. You know? No,
1: I'm just kidding. Or even just yeah. about the things we've yeah. gone through that yeah. were, or we're able to text each other and be like, "I'm about to pull my hair out for." And then there's like a list of like, here's all the people, here's all the things. And, yeah. then, and we're able to know that there won't be judgment behind that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like knowing I could text you in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. just like complaining about something. 100%. If you didn't, I would be offended. <laughs> yeah, And <you're>, the response <laughs> is like, I hear you, girl. Or, you know, it's like, oh, I know. Or, yeah, you know, like really being able to not. Make a judgment on whatever we're feeling or thinking or experiencing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really thankful for that.
0: I think it's important for everyone to have somebody like that. I feel like surprised that you want to be my friend, and that's not. Huh? Yeah, I know it's not. <laughs> like what? No, like you're like you're like a cool girl. I feel this way Okay, is. I was a cool girl. i was yeah. a cool girl. <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel this about a lot of my friends. Like you're a cool girl, and like. Oh, my God. I feel like... You have never told me this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, in your, like, basketball shorts and, like, so cool. I'm thinking about us, like, in high school together. Like, if we were in high school together. Oh,
1: yeah. I, I was in basketball shorts, T-shirts, and slides. Yeah. And my hair in a bun. You'd be
0: way cooler than me.
1: <laughs> it's a little intimidating. I was
0: a volleyball player and a yeah. basketball player. And I was like, you know. No, I just think, like, sometimes, it surprises me. You like me as so oh, much as you do. I love you. Well, because like, I don't feel like I. I don't know that I. I don't know like what I. I think you and I are so different. Like mm-hmm. we really are very different. Yeah. Um. And we are. Do you think sisters, people are, like are they're, they're friends? friends? Maybe oh, that'd be interesting to ask somebody who's known us, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's weird. It's like I. We're very different from each other, personality-wise, mm-hmm. and like I don't know. Obviously, we have. Yeah, like deep things in common, otherwise we couldn't be friends. But I think on the surface, like sometimes I'm like, does she really like me as much as she says she does? (laughs) Like, what is it about me? Well, and I, you
1: know, like it's funny that you say, like, you see me as a cool girl. I'm always like, she can sing. Like, oh my God. (gasps) Like, that's, mm, you know, that's something I like deeply love and admire about you. Like, that's Mm. a gift that I don't have. But like my husband and you have, and like you are two people that I like very close to. Mm. So anytime I hear you like both sing, it speaks to me. Mm. You know, it's it's like another language. Mm -hmm. And even though I don't speak it, I can understand it. (laughs) You don't speak. (laughs) I don't speak the singing. Nope, zero. But girl, I could dance. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny about their
0: talents. I could shake my gets. booty. But <laughs> so, well, yeah. I'm happy. I'm so happy we're friends. <laughs> and after all these years, oh my gosh. And tonight we're chatting about like we're we're sharing. We're sharing yeah. a little bit of our like religious journeys and specifically like Our ministry journeys. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I thought we could start by well, we've already started, but I hate when people say that. We could start like, yeah, we've been talking for 10 minutes. (laughs) We could start. But let's start. (laughs) Start by like defining, maybe we can each define for ourselves and for the people listening, like what Mm -hmm. is ministry? Because I think a lot of people listening might not be familiar with that term or might think it's one thing when it's we're talking about something different. Yeah. So because if we're gonna talk about our ministry journeys, we should probably define what the heck that means so what does it mean I'll let you go first
1: yeah when I think of ministry I mean honestly I I go back to being I go back to being 13 okay and thinking about the parish I grew up in
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I remember just getting pulled in like immediately Mm -hmm. into being a lector and then like during Lent there was like a theater group mm. that would like cover all the scriptures from you know during Lent,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but also my sister was really involved. Oh, I see. So yeah, yeah. we're already learning. Yeah. Hey, we need to pause and define some terms yes. for the lay people out yes. there. Yes, we're mentioning the word parish, mm-hmm. scripture, Lent. Yeah, <laughs> no, we take these. We need, to make, we need <laughs> to make a glossary. We need to make a glossary. Please see the glossary in the show notes. Um, a parish is a church community. Yes. Marcel and I both grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. We call it a parish. Elector mm-hmm. is a person who reads the scripture out loud for the whole. I was going to say the congregation, yes. but that's yet another I mean, word we yeah. have to define. The people gathered at the church. The service. audience. The community. Yeah. <laughs> um, what other word did they say? Parish. Oh, Lent, Lent is a season leading mm-hmm. up to Easter, yes. where we do this like forty-day like. Journey, journey, Mm -hmm. like imitating Jesus's forty days in the desert, Mm -hmm. and do a lot of like reflecting and maybe some fasting if that's your thing. Okay, so you were thirteen. You're in your church. Yep. And it was like there was a lot of rich, like there was drama. There was like cool stuff going on that caught your attention. I
1: remember we even went to. Uh, we would go to Tijuana, uh, and we, we spent time at an orphanage quite a few times and we would go like make breakfast.
0: Dude, if it was the same orphanage that I visited (gasps) when I was in high school, would that be a trip? Oh, that's crazy. I I would never be able to tell you the name of it. Me neither. It might've been, who knows?
1: Well, we used to go make breakfast. That was like the big thing. We filed the things and we'd get down there and yeah, but we were also responsible for gathering like, you know, items to bring as well with us. Okay. Um, and, you know, it was kind of neat I, because of my sister, I was involved in the like Spanish youth group, mm-hmm. but then I was still connected to the English youth group. So I, I feel like i always, was always kind of in both, both worlds. And if, if you know anything about ministry, it, it's different. The Spanish speaking ministry world looks very different in okay, a lot so of Okay, So what's
0: the biggest difference from your perspective? Since you've done yeah. you've lived in both worlds. Yes. I would
1: say the biggest difference is in the English com- in the English speaking community it was very much like this is what we're good- doing, this is how we're gonna get it done, let's do it, we do it, and then we move forward. Okay. And in the Spanish-speaking community, there was a lot of conversation, okay. and a lot of reflection during, before, after, yeah. of, you know, how are we going to do this, but, like, not just do it, and
0: not just a checklist. Okay. And I think sometimes in the English community, it felt like a checklist. Checking a box. Yeah. <laughs> we did our service. Yeah. We went across the border, and we yeah. helped people. Totally. And now Let's go home yeah so I think that's that's a big piece I brought into Mm -hmm. ministry is
1: this sense of like intentionality and presence and wanting to really have like all voices heard and I can't I don't know how to really describe it because I think I've never thought about
0: it as much as as I am right now dude I'm I'm a little blown away because like we have really similar roots in ministry I um Let me, let me just share. Yeah. So similar. So I was in eighth grade. So that's like what? 13. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm a little older than you. So it wouldn't have been, we wouldn't have been 13 at the same time but the same place in life. And I was super involved in my youth ministry at school, at church. It was mostly because my mom, my mom got really involved. She was like one of the volunteer leaders, yeah. which kind of embarrassed me. Cause she would like give talks on retreats and I'd be like, Oh, oh my God, God you know. I don't want to hear about your life. <laughs> yeah, I remember when she played waterfalls for oh one of her God. like talks on retreat. And I was like, oh. No, it was. Like, if you wanna be somebody, remember oh, that yes. from Sister That's George? a great song. I want to go anyway, my mom was cool, but um, that was my hook in. Actually, my mom yeah. and one of my very first, really like notable ministry experiences was going to Tijuana. Wow. We did a day of service. We yeah. drove across the border. We caravaned. My mom drove in her Toyota Previa. Oh my And gosh. Father Alden, our priest, chaperoned. He organized the whole thing. He was super involved in our youth group. And we went down there to work at a community center and we I remember this, I just remember being very I had never been across the border. Yeah. Ever. That was your first time? I was immediately shocked mm-hmm. and like just dis, like disturbed by how different it was. And like, how dare we? Yeah. Like how, like how we're literally living on the same land mm-hmm. and it's like there's a the line. Like my side, your side, my side is and like three hours San away. Diego and beautiful. And your side is like piles of trash and houses made out of corrugated metal. Like where am I? And I had grown up watching like, you know, we all watch the commercials growing up of like the children in Africa and like mm-hmm. nationally geographic and all these third world countries. Yes. And I, was, I had no idea that all of that was just right there. Yes. So I immediately was like, like, that I was like, had that, that injustice fire. Oh my God, this You're is new mm-hmm. And then we went to a community center and we painted a community building, but we wanted this. This is so remarkable to me. They had had graffiti all over the building, but we weren't painting over the graffiti. We were painting around the graffiti Wow. and like making it into art. Oh my gosh. So, we were supposed to like outline it with pretty colors and like add flowers and hearts.
1: Wow.
0: And I just remember the symbolism of that. Mm-hmm. And then That's I skinny. also remember like the little skinny dogs walking around. Yep. And then the, everywhere. The other thing <laughs> I remember really notably was the women who ran the community center or the women in the community, whoever they were, made us a rice and beans lunch. Yep. And I remember thinking, these people are making us lunch. Like what? You're like, what With like what little they have. They're making us lunch. Like it was just so like, it just blew my mind. Yeah. It blew- I still remember like the, the food on the plate. Wow. And just being so like struck by that.
1: Can't We had, we had, we have never we talked have about nev- this. We've never
0: talked about this. That is wild. <laughs> I also remember my mom, being worried about her previa. Would my car be safe on the road? Oh yeah. And I remember being mad at her for thinking that. Yeah. Cause I was so like righteous. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. how dare you think about your car in a time like this? And you're like radical Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and we stopped into a, an orphanage. I remember visiting the babies and seeing them in the, in the big room with all the cribs and maybe I held a baby. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I was just there while someone else did, but just being mm-hmm. just the whole thing for me was totally, total culture shock, mm-hmm. absolute culture shock. And I came home from that trip, a different person. Yeah. Different. Yeah. It changed. You like, had a change of heart, right? Totally like heart changed. changed.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and just like, I need to like make a difference in this world. Like whatever that means. Yep. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah, that is
1: wild. That is wild. I can't, yeah, I cannot believe we hadn't we hadn't talked about this. Yeah, it, it anytime I think back to my ministry like beginnings, it was goes back to that age. And then my parents were also my parents were Eucharistic ministers and then they were really involved in marriage encounter. Okay. So I don't know that either. Yeah, my the parents parish? were super involved for a long time, so we were part of that community, which is a whole nother It's like a sub community of a parish. Yeah, right? so like, marriage
0: encounter is like helping yep. people who are about to be married like grow yeah. closer, discern yeah. their relationship. They go on like a retreat yeah. together. No, right? this was marriage. That's engagement. Oh, encounter. that's engaged. This was marriage. So it's for people who are already, already married. married. Yeah, oh, and
1: trying to like be a better work couple. things out. Okay. Yeah, but then they also. Like, they were eventually leaders in the retreats. And, you know, so they were really involved
0: in that. So they would, like, give talks about their relationship Mm -hmm. and, like, facilitate groups. Yeah, they were super involved. I remember that, like, there was a whole community of people. Mm -hmm. um,
1: You know, like, the kids of all those couples, like, we all hung out because they would gather for meetings or, you know. Would there
0: be, like, in-home stuff, too?
1: Yes. Okay, Okay, so it was very home-based. Very home-based, very community-centered. Yeah, Familiar. Uh, during that time, the like those first few, I would say all of high school, like the priests that we had were amazing. Like mm. they were just wow. Yeah. Like they were really good leaders, but they were also very much like allowing the community to to do the work, to do the ministry. So they
0: weren't about like sitting on their throne and being the most no. important person in the room. Never. They were about, and these are like. These are, like Latino priests, or one was a white priest. One was a white priest,
1: but he, I think, his heart was just so open that he was able to to weave himself in in a way that really like allowed for him to to trust the community first of all, especially the Spanish speaking community, yeah, and to really allow like us to do the work. But he was such a good guide and a good like spiritual. a a good spiritual guide, I would Mm -hmm, say, mm -hmm. you know? Um, And then another priest, uh, he actually was a celebrant in my wedding. Like Mm -hmm. we've known him forever. And then I have an uncle who, you know, who passed away in
0: um, 2020. And he was a priest. I was going to say, your family has like really deep religious roots, Mm -hmm. right? We're really,
1: Uh, my uncle left to the seminary when he was like 13, I believe. Wow. And that was a big deal. That's one of your dad's brothers. My one of my dad's brothers. It's the brother that's right. Like two years, he would have been, he's like two years older than my dad. Okay. He's also my godfather. So he baptized me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I, like if you ask me about my beginnings of learning about God, he's actually the one. Um, I don't know if, Gosh, I know I have it somewhere. One day I'll find it. But it's um it's the my first communion book, right? Okay. And it has the girl in the front. You probably like people who are Catholic will know <laughs> okay. what this little book um looks like. And I remember the first like picture and it has a question, and the question is like, Who is God or where is God? You know, and, and in Spanish we say en el cielo, en la tierra y en todo lugar. So on in earth and heaven and everywhere. Okay. Yeah. But my uncle never made God seem creepy. Okay. <laughs> Cause you know, like God's watching you, right? Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. I always think that's kind of creepy. <laughs> so that was like telling kids that, right. He never did that. He was just like, like it always felt like God is with you. God is okay. around you. God is near you. Like in like a loving, way. a loving presence, okay. like a, a holding presence, you uh, know? So uh-huh. I'm really thankful for that, but he was definitely like, I ended up doing my first communion really like old. Okay. <laughs> I was 12. Oh yeah. Because we moved. So I had started a, the classes and then we moved and then there was a delay because we were trying to find a, a church that we okay. were connected to.
0: <laughs> Cause normally um, it's like seven ish. Yeah. Like eight or That's nine. The, yeah, yeah. Seven, eight or nine. And, um,
1: So he was already kind of like schooling me, okay. you know, like teaching me. So yeah, by the time I got to like the middle school, you know, classes, I kind of knew stuff already, you know, but you know, the formality of the class. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I did. I felt that.
0: (laughs) It was was part of your family. Yeah. It was very Mm -hmm. like, it sounds like it's very, your faith is very woven into Mm -hmm. like the fabric. Yes of your whole family life. It wasn't just like something you did on Sundays in the church or something that was separate from like what happened in your home. It was very integrated. Yes. Yes.
1: It was a big part of, I would say of, my, of our lives as a family for a long time. Yeah. You know, I, I think until my parents started getting older and, you know, you, you start to leave it to others to, <laughs> to do some other work. I moved, you know, I went off to college. I moved away. Um, you know, same for my sister, but for many years, like there was a foundation, a really solid foundation that I think was built for me Yeah. or that, you know, others helped build to take me into this like next part of yeah my journey.
0: And you didn't go to Catholic school no. until college. Correct. Okay. So let's talk about your choice to go to a Catholic <laughs> I was going to say a Catholic <laughs> university, but you actually went to more than three. One. Yeah, <laughs> you like you had a sample. Yeah, yeah, I'm a public school kid. Yeah, You're amen. A-
1: <laughs> thank you, public school. Yeah, thank you, public school. <laughs> um, it turned out all right.
0: C- <laughs> did they call it CCD when you went through it? Yes, CCD. Yeah, yeah CCD was. I did CCD too, so it was yeah. like religious ed for public school kids. Yeah, so you yes. go like once a week, right?
1: Well, we still call it. Like we in Spanish, okay. it's got the like, yeah, oh, catechism. Like, yeah, catechism. So that's why I still call it that, yeah. but I realize that's not what people. I don't call know it. what they. Call,
0: I think now they just call it religious education. Yeah, religious. education e. Religious formation. I don't know what CCD meant. Catechism, Catholic doctrine, or Probably. something like that. Oh my gosh! Now I need to know what that. I think meant. it was something. <laughs> Back, back in at the 80s <laughs> yeah so we get yeah. like our like it was like you know when Jews go to Hebrew school yep. it's yep. like Catholics go to CCD and you get your yeah. hour long or whatever two hour long class every you week you learn your prayers, and you learn them. how to look for scripture and you read that catechism book yes they always smelled really it good it was like newspaper that inky smell? yes it smelled like newspaper <laughs> that smell <laughs> but you always you sat in the Catholic school kids desks yes. did you guys do that too? yes because they had the classes at the Catholic mm-hmm. school, so they don't touch the people's yes. desks. And you'd be like, Ooh. The other place um, for me was the upstairs
1: of the church offices.
0: Okay. There was, like, a, a, like room, a, youth a couple room? of rooms upstairs.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, like, the youth – I think the youth director's office was up there. So, yeah, yeah I remember spending a lot of time, like – preparing for things and retreats and yeah. act, you know the, the, the acting pieces but so you see it involved through high school yeah for sure yeah. and when I started looking at schools you know I, I had all these ideas right because
0: everybody's telling you like UCLA and all yeah what did you envision for yourself for college? you know what where, and where did it come from no no uh-huh. really quick. Did your parents go to college? No, my parents didn't go to college. Okay. My dad has a
1: second or third grade education. Okay. My dad um, reads, but it takes him a long time, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. he barely writes. Mm-hmm. So that was my dad's background. You know, he had to work. He was working. He was working. Yeah, he yeah. he grew up in in the country in Mexico. You yeah, know, they worked yeah. the fields, and his family owned a big farm. So they had they always had work to do. So. Yeah. Um my mom I believe has like an eighth grade education. Uh-huh. uh but my mom is like the savviest lady on the planet. Like she, I mean, she would have been a politician if she mm-hmm. would have had the yeah the path laid out. Totally. <laughs> like she would have ran for office. Yeah, hundred percent. I see that. Yeah, she's she's fiery. Um so yeah, I mean, but I think my mom really desired she to, like go to school more but that just, that just it just wasn't the cards yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but no. I mean what a big jump though from your parents mm-hmm. having at the most an 8th grade education yeah. to now you're getting ready to go off to college and your sister had gone to college my sister started college oh god did she start right before I started?
1: she's how many years older than you? she is 10 years older than me okay so she didn't go right out of high school no okay. she was yeah she went to like um, like a medical assistant school okay okay But then at some point, I think she realized I was gonna graduate college before her. She's like, "I better." Yeah, I still graduated before her by like three weeks. Okay, little little friendly competition. Yeah, little friendly rivalry for sure. And then, so her and I are both. We both have our master's degrees, which is a big deal, you know. Yeah, that's a big deal. A it is big a big deal. deal. Think about it. Like, I mean, if I think about my extended family, there's only a handful of us with master's degrees, so that was it was big. It was a big deal for us, and for us, for her and I, especially. I think we felt, um, I don't know, like a sense of responsibility. You know that to make sure that our parents' hard work wasn't in vain. Mm-hmm. You know. And everything mm-hmm. they experience. So
0: mm-hmm. um, do you think that a lot of, like, first generation feel that way? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. We, we feel a deep sense of responsibility. Because yeah, you're like, you know how much your parents mm-hmm. went through. Mm-hmm. And you know how much they sacrificed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And how hard they worked. For sure. To give you opportunities. And then you're like, I better Yeah. Frickin- I, I didn't... I never thought it was a choice.
1: I, I never, like, it wasn't like, are you going to school? It was like, it's where like, are you going? Yeah. What are you doing? You're going to college. Yeah, yeah. And I think my parents had to do with that. And then I was surrounded with some good teachers along the way. Mm-hmm. And I think they saw some potential in me. And then I got involved in leadership programs and other things like that. Um, but I am trying to remember how, I came across this stack of cards. I don't know if you remember this, but, like, we are aging ourselves right here. (laughs) It was a stack of cards because you would fill it out, send it to the school, and then they would send you the information, the the admissions packet. Okay. Right? Like, we didn't have this online. No. Nothing. There was no such thing as online. No, it was all paper. Right? We were killing trees.
0: (laughs) Glossy, thick paper. Really thick.
1: Brochures and all. And I literally... I I still can't tell you. It might have been my, like the college center at my high school that mm-hmm. it was a stack of cards. But it, if I'm not mistaken, there were all Catholic schools. Okay, because I remember like University of Dallas was in there and others. And I literally was like, by location. Okay. Nope. 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 So you were looking for what were you looking for? I I was definitely looking to like where did leave. you want to be? Okay. <laughs> So if it was in California, yeah. or southern California. So yeah, I was looking away from southern California. So northern is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, northern. Okay. So I was looking, and of course, I came across
0: Hawaii, and I was like, oh yeah, let me feel that one now. And had mm-hmm. you ever been to Hawaii? Never. What did you know about Hawaii? Nothing. Just the just like the the typical things we yep. know. The right? beautiful tropical Island. place. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that sounds cool. And I got the information packet and.
1: I don't even know if I told my mom I applied. Like (laughs) I might have told her to
0: sign a paper. So you're the youngest. A a little context for the people. Mm -hmm. You're the youngest by a lot. Mm -hmm. And you were just like by the time you were a senior in high school, you were like raising yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, right? Yeah. You and my sister came in. Yeah, my sister was raising
1: me. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, when like I mean, I don't I can't remember how it all went down to be honest, but I do what I do remember is I knew I believe I knew by December of my senior year that I got in. Now, why did you want to go to a Catholic school? Because, because I was so grounded in the, yeah, I was so okay. grounded in the ministry and my faith. And like, it was such a big part of, of me. Yeah. So I thought, wow, like I have the opportunity to like kind of carry this over. What did you want to study? I thought I was going to do elementary education. Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I, I took, um, a couple of classes, but I, I only had four, cl- I was only scheduled for four classes. So I walked into my counselor and I was like, Hey, like I need another class. I can't, like, I, I need to stay busy. You know, I okay. got to get this done. Like yeah. this. And she's like, Oh yeah. The only class that's available that would fit with your time slot is the human and divine Christ. And I was like, Ooh, like, <laughs> like that sounds interesting. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sign me up. Um, and yeah, it was one of the the most amazing classes I ever took. And, um, a priest was my professor. He was an amazing, just an amazing human being. So down to earth, so connected with students and was really living his faith. Was he a Marianist? No, he was not a Marianist. (laughs) Okay. He was not a Marianist. Um, but I met the Marianist. Almost, you know, at the same time, because I went looking for campus
0: ministry. Okay, so you get to Hawaii. Yeah. You're in Honolulu. Yep. You've never been there. <laughs> never. I just landed. Did you even go to see the school? No, couldn't afford it. So you...
1: <laughs> I packed my stuff, got oh, on a plane. Okay. Going to Hawaii, guys. My Omaha. One of my best friends from high school went with me, but she arrived there a couple of days before me. So okay. the plan was that I would get there and meet up with her and her godmother. And my flight was super delayed, so I, I remember getting there and, like, thinking, oh, my God, like, it was already 10 o'clock at night, so I had to, like, take a shuttle to the hotel with all my stuff, like, yeah. all this stuff, you know, because I brought everything with me, um, my life with me. And I remember getting there, and then, like, at one point, I got in the shower, and then I cried because I was, like, You're overwhelmed. Oh, shoot, like, I'm 5,000 miles across the ocean.
0: By yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So crazy, and I cried, and then I was like, "All right, but like, I'm gonna do it. Okay. Like, I'm gonna do this." And the next day was orientation, and I met one of my best friends, mm. who she's still one of my best friends. Wow. Um, and you know, I dragged her along to every ministry and service, and <laughs> let's go, let's go <laughs> check this out. Like, she's we're like, gonna okay. go serve today. Come on, yeah. you know, and, yeah. Um, and I remember going down into the campus ministry office, which was like downstairs. Okay. Um, and it was kind of in the corner, you know, and like meeting the brothers and meeting, um, like the different, you know, campus ministers. And it, it was like, it, I belong there. Yeah. You know, like yeah. there was, there was, I never felt like I shouldn't have been there. I always felt the opposite. Like, mm oh, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be, you mm-hmm. know? Got involved in retreats right away, and mm-hmm. lecturing at mass, you know? Like, all of the things yeah. that you do. Um, mm-hmm. And by the end of my freshman year, I changed my major. Okay, to to religious studies. <laughs> okay. You know, because at the end of the year, I thought, like, what was I most excited about? Yeah. What really like kind of like sparked that fire in my belly. Totally. I was learning about my faith in a more academic way. Yeah. Because I felt like I knew my faith spiritually and with my heart, but I had this desire to want to learn more with my mind. Yeah.
0: You know, Um, totally. I relate to that. I used to go to the bookstore. I was a sociology major and I kept that, but I, I, I did a theology. Well, was supposed to be a double major. I was one class short of a double major. Stop. Yeah, and I, I ended up to so being a minor, but it was like yeah. a minor, like plus plus plus. Yeah, yeah. But I would go to the bookstore and I would go up and down the aisles, yes. and I would look at the books, and I would whatever books I was attracted to. I'm like, I want to take that class. Yes. That What's that class? That's a great way to. Select. And it was always the theology classes. It was always the theology classes. Oh my gosh. Sociology. Yeah. I, I was like, it was in too deep. I couldn't mm-hmm. really start over. You know, I was yeah. like, I. My dad was like, we're paying. For- I went to Catholic school too, Loyola Marymount. And my dad's like, we're paying for four years and that's it. If you take longer, it's on you. And I'm like, well, I can't afford. I can't do that. So I had to get it done. But if I, I probably would have done a theology. If I would have known about it. Yeah. Like, cause I didn't know about theology really until I got there. Yeah. But if I would have known about it, I would have studied it probably earlier. Yeah. But I loved, I loved all that.
1: I mean, I loved it. this will yeah. tell you yeah. how, how, much I knew that that this is what I was supposed to study. I took a whole year of church history. Wow. Like two semesters. And I read everything. (laughs) Oof. I mean, and the books were like this.
0: Yikes. You're really dedicated.
1: And I was like determined to ace these classes. Like I was committed, you know, like fully committed and really, really affirmed that I was headed in the right direction is the Marianist brothers at Chaminade invited me on a on an immersion trip to Guatemala okay so you know first I left you know the comfort of Southern California and went to a whole nother place never you know yeah. having been there the only other place I had been was Mexico because that's where my family's from and we did service there yeah Um, so I was going to Guatemala. I wasn't really sure what I was getting myself into, but the brothers were taking students from a couple of the Marianist high schools and then students from the universities. And I was invited and I said, wow, like, of course I want to go. Yeah. Um, was it in the summer? It was in the summer. Okay. Yeah. It was in the summer. That was the even like deeper change of heart for me. Mm. Um, I learned about the war in Central America, Mm -hmm. and that just, like, I don't know, that did something to me that, Mm -hmm. I think that's where my kind of justice fire was lit, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and learning that, you know, the U.S. played a role in that, Mm -hmm. and, and, Mm -hmm. like, there were so many layers, right? Um, But I remember, one of the things I remember the most, and I just told my daughter about (laughs) this story, and I'm like, she was kind of stunned, because I hadn't, I realized I hadn't told her this story. Mm -hmm. But, um, I got to stay with the family, um, a single mom of three girls. And as I was getting like the night before I was getting ready to leave, I was like, Oh man, like I haven't showered. I hadn't showered because... It wasn't like just jump in the shower and turn the water on. Nope. It was a process. <laughs> there are bowls. Involved. There's bowls. There's a lot yes. of cold water yes. things like that. And I thought, okay, I'll just I'll just wash my body because mm-hmm. I had super long hair, and I was like, I'm not going to waste the water. Yeah, the water would come on um, every three days, and they would yeah. fill the barrels. Yep, yeah. you know, in
0: El Salvador, same thing. Yeah, same, yeah.
1: Thing. same thing. And um, I remember telling. Rosa, I remember telling her, like, oh I'm gonna just wash my body. And she's like, No, I, I can't send you home like with your you know. Yeah. It was obvious I had not washed my hair in a few days. <laughs> she was not sending well, me home. At <laughs> yes. um so yeah, she like graciously like helped me and like gave she's like, No, 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 like wash your hair. Mm-hmm. You know, and um by the time I you know, the travel by the time I got home I remember one of the first things I did was get in the shower.
0: Yes. I remember Turning the hot water, right? Turning the hot
1: water, getting in the shower, (coughs) and then I get out of the shower and then I walk over to my parents' room and I fell apart. Like I can't even tell the story. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: As I remember thinking like I'm this nineteen year old kid who like got to go to Guatemala, study studying in Hawaii. Mm
0: And I had never like appreciated a shower. Why would you have any reason to, right? It's like the air you breathe. You don't know yeah. until you until you know what it's like to not have it. Mm-hmm. And that the people you left behind are still living like yeah. that. Yeah. It changed me. It changed me at
1: my core. I mean. Yeah. I remember coming back my sophomore year just on fire of like, wow, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this
0: degree, but like here we go. <laughs> you so know? was that? Um was that after you had graduated, that trip, or no? It was in between? In between my freshman well. Oh, sophomore. really early. And yeah. how long were you there in Guatemala? Wow.
1: Uh, I think we were there close to three weeks.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. we
1: got to go to a few different places. We met so many people. Wow. We heard so many stories. We got to stay in homes with people. Yeah. We went yeah. to go help um, serve lunch and play with the kids at a school.
0: Oh, my God. We had
1: so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, like like that's amazing. Like you look back on that and I mean that was over twenty years ago. And how like that was such a part of like it shaped me into the person I am today and into the person I became in ministry. Mm -hmm. What I believe I wanted to give my students and, and anyone I encountered on my journey. And even now, like, I feel like I'm full circle in my new, in my new ministry. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> we got to talk know. about
0: that because your new yeah. ministry is such a, is such a, a direct tie mm-hmm. to, so let's give people like yeah. the short journey. Yes. Like Marcella goes on to like work for the diocese, yeah. work for the diocese, right? Yep. Work for the diocese, work for... Um, multiple Catholic high schools okay. yeah lots of teaching religion lots of teaching doing religion. youth ministry yeah. doing ministry service service projects students um, lots of university
1: ministry Ugh. lots of uh, spiritual counseling another way we put it too though is pastoral care Right, uh-huh. yeah. a lot of walking with students and holding space for them Mm -hmm. and praying with them, Mm -hmm. crying with them. Yeah. Helping them grapple with whatever they're going through. Yeah. With their own faith journeys. Right. I I always think about how blessed were we to be with students in such a crucial time of, in their faith journeys.
0: And we have the blessing too, of still being in touch with some of those people. Amen. Which is incredible. That's, that's a, That is the biggest blessing of them all, right? This concludes part one of my conversation with Marcella. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our sharing around how we each got started in ministry and what it's meant in both of our lives. In part two, we share some of the challenges that we faced in our faith. And in our participation in the Catholic Church. So make sure to check that out and don't miss Marcella talking about her continual search for the radical Jesus. So continue that journey with us in episode eight, which is available now. As always, you can support the podcast by sharing it with others, posting about it on social media, or leaving a rating and review. And to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the Sharing Project Podcast. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.